What's going on, good people? Of course, it's your man, GB. We're locked in here to the faction, and we've got a very special guest hanging out with us today. He's really not a stranger to us. He's family. He, uh, I guess, now holds the record for the most interviews. This is number three, I believe. And uh, he's doing incredible things. Of course, he's part of Ring of Honor. He's got some incredible things going on, and I can't wait to have this conversation with my good brother, Caprice Coleman. Caprice, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, I'm happy to be here, man. When you said uh, a special guest, but not, and I was like, oh, am I not special? But he was like, not. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to call family a guest. That's kind yeah, of hard to yeah. do. Yeah, you, you cleaned it up good with that. It just, it just came out slow to me. I was like, oh, hold on, what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, what, what's happening here? <laughs> what's happening here? Oh, my God. Man, I'm always... Always happy to be here. Always happy to be here. Yes, sir. It's always a pleasure, man. So there's been a lot that's been going on since the last time we formally talked here on The Faction. So I want to start with this. 2019 was a pretty massive year in the world of pro wrestling and certainly a massive year relative to you and to Ring of Honor. So before we get into the specifics, I want to get your thoughts on what the year of 2019 meant for pro wrestling. Uh, so 2019 opened up a lot of doors for professional wrestling. If you think about the landscape of professional wrestling, there are a lot of great athletes out there looking for a job, looking for a way to pay bills, to make a way for their family just by doing wrestling. Right. And I believe um, with the doors opening up with different companies opening up and WWE doing a lot of hires and then AEW, then uh, MLW and then you know, Ring of Honor and New Japan and New Japan coming to America. It's just right. different uh, aspects like that that people get being able to eat, man. And I think that's the main thing. I don't, I don't have any like, uh, bad you know wishes or any, anything bad towards anybody because i believe man we, we're all in the sport man and we're all trying to eat and yeah. and if only one person is allowing people to eat and they're being picky <laughs> you right. know what i mean it's kind of hard to eat you know and so and so i'm actually uh i applaud it and i embrace uh the different avenues and i think it gives fans different uh things to try out as well yeah yeah you know it's one of the it was certainly one of the biggest years in pro wrestling and to your point when there are multiple opportunities for both wrestlers and fans to consume the sport uh it really does allow everybody to win and uh yeah. i definitely think that's a good thing and you had a really big year i mean you had some firsts in 2019 whether that was you know being an msg getting to call some of the uh the big uh, G1 Climax tournament. What was all that like for you, man? You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you, man. A lot of those moments I had, I didn't really understand what was going on until like midway in them. Okay. You know, I was sitting in Madison Square Garden and I was calling a match, and the Great Muda uh, walked down the aisle. Yes. And um, and then like uh, Juice and Liger. Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever, and and like, and I started seeing other people, and then like, man, I almost started crying. Yeah, and I, I'm not a crybaby, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was like, yo, this is really happening right now. Like, right. I'm at Madison Square Garden, sold out crowd, mm -hmm. and and I'm live, and I'm I'm doing this, I'm commentating, I'm I'm being part of the show. I'm a I'm a very important part of the show. Yes, you know, and um. And that was just a mind-blowing experience for me. And then when I got the call from New Japan, 
um, at first I thought it was a joke. I was like, okay. really? You know, wow. like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, and then uh, I was like, okay, I just answered. I said, all right, cool, just, you know, let me know, whatever. And I called Ring of Honor because they go through Ring of Honor first. They don't do anything, you know, backhand. There's still sure. a strong relationship there. Sure. And so it was like, yeah, they asked us about you and so-and-so, so-and-so. I was like, really? Wow. So when I went there, man, uh, I, like, again, I'm sitting here calling the match, man. Mm-hmm. I think the match, um, I don't want to, I want to say it was uh, Will Ospreay. Okay. And, uh I don't. I don't want to say the wrong name, right. but I, I remember watching the match, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm freaking calling a New Japan Pro Wrestling match, right?" And in and I'm in Japan, right? And I'm having a great time, and they're treating me with the utmost respect. They're like wow. being nice to me. The reviews, for the most part, were great. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, "Hey, man, like this is really happening for me." And right. then. Uh, I don't know, man. I just let you talk because they're, 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 I don't know how much you know, so I don't want to throw anything no, out there it. that's not out there yet. Go for it. I'm go not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that kind of deal. I got it. I got it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do want to ask you this, though, because for you, I know you started commentating about a year and a half, two years ago. Is that about right? Oh, well. For most, for mostly commentary, I'll say yeah. Right. But I've been doing commentary for for years. Right. Oh, uh, with Ring of Honor, kind of off and on, yeah. Got you, but more so. The and you've time. been doing some commentary. Well, yeah. It's funny you should mention that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Uh huh. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That that is that I is keep, in fact true. I keep up with you, my brother. Wow, I appreciate that, man. I really do. I do. I do. So I got to ask you this though, because. For you, and I know, you know, just from from my short experience, um, commentating a full show is certainly very different than just a one-off match. And uh, getting into the rhythm of things, and particularly you doing it for Ring of Honor on a very regular basis, what was that feeling like for you to get that call to, to handle Madison Square Garden and New Japan because, you know, for those of us who have been wrestling fans, we understand the value of on-air commentary. What did that do for you in terms of validation to get those calls? Um, like I said, man, I, it really didn't hit me until I was already there because uh, I'm just I'm the type of person, I just show up for work and I go to work. Sure. You know, if you tell me to be there at a certain time, if I got to catch a flight, I'm not going to miss a flight through by right. the grace of God. And, and that's like the main thing. I'm like, okay, I got to be so-and-so. I got to be so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how much involved I was going to be with Madison Square Garden. Okay. You know, I just knew I just knew I was booked to be there. Gotcha. And I knew I was going to be doing some commentary, but I didn't know how much I was going to be doing. And, but then okay. when I uh, was going, it was at the meeting. And it was like, we want you for this match, this match, this match. I was like, what? Wow. And so I was just like, I was like, okay, cool. You know? Right. 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 And, um, and then the same thing, uh, with the others, man, like, uh, when I was in the, with the new Japan, mm-hmm. uh, the first night it was, it was a three man booth, but the Latin, the next seven ma- nights, it was just me and Kevin Kelly. Right. You know? Serious. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, they trust me that much. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't take it for granted, man, because uh, I really take comment. I take everything I do seriously. But here, here's my thing with commentary. I've I've been wrestling for over well over twenty years, right? And I've been part of TV. 
I would say for well over 15 years because right. I started with NWA Wildside uh, mm-hmm. back back in Georgia uh, near Atlanta, and um, they had TV there. And I w- I remember I would go back and watch my matches that whenever they would come out or whenever they would air mm-hmm. or whatever like that. We would get the VHSs back then. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and so uh, and you say oh wow, but let's just have a VCR like in my stores that I pop a tape in there really? once in a while. I just kind of. Absolutely, just now, to kind of refresh my because I got like all my old tapes wow. and stuff. And sometimes, like especially when I was wrestling, I would go back and pop a tape, and I'd be like, "Oh man, I haven't done this move in a long time." You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. kind of stuff stuff I used to do. Yeah. But but I would watch the commentary, and for the most part, commentary was good. But then, like I started hearing like matches I was on, and like the commentary team was talking about something that had nothing to do with my match. Right. Or I would get hurt and they would want totally something different. Or or I was wrestling somebody or even or even I was somebody's opponent and they would say little snide remarks that would make it seem like either I or the opponent wasn't up the par or wasn't you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Uh wasn't that great. And 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 not just towards me, but that's just the way I feel they approached commentary. Is if wow. if it was their show to kind of pick on people or make make fun of people or, you know, belittle athletes or, or, or then their favorites was just the greatest in the world. And I was like, man, if you're allowed to be on this stage, you are an athlete as, and, and you're a professional athlete at that. Right. And to be on the stage that I'm on, you're an elite athlete. Right. And it's my job to expose what are your positives? What are your strengths? Absolutely. You know, what, what connects you with the audience? What's different about you than everybody else? Right. And, and I really take that serious and I try to pull that out of each athlete to make them look like a star to make in WWE. They don't say, Oh, he's missing something. Right. Oh, it's just a little so-and-so, you know, they, everybody's a superstar. And they've That's been right. saying that so long that you call somebody, you call WWE. You won't even say their name, you know, W the superstar. So right. you just, it rolls off your tongue because right. they've embedded that inside of you. And that's the same, uh, not saying I took that from them. Cause I don't really say superstar, but sure. I say athlete. Yeah. You know, and, and I build up our athletes because that's what they are. I believe they deserve to be there. You know, there there is a you know some someone one one part of the card and them to the other, and, but it's not for the audience to know that. Right. You know, it, it's, I feel that commentators are the conscience of professional wrestling. We are the conscience, and just like your conscience, your conscience tells you what's right and wrong, and it's up to you whether you do it or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well said. And so it's my job to tell you. Well, what you're supposed to believe, and then if you think something else, then you thought that. But right. for the most part, you're gonna believe what I told you to believe. <laughs> right, right. That's right. No, that's absolutely right. And so, and so, if I have that power, why would I use the power to downgrade my company? Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, absolutely. And, and so, I use that power to uplift everybody in the ring to pull out their strengths yeah. you know and i pick every once in a while but it's never to like belittle anybody sure. it's a, i'll make a joke but it's like it's something funny but right. not to pick on a certain person you know what right. i'm saying right it's, it's to add color it's to add chemistry it's to add value to the program yeah. uh or whatever but i i don't degrade wrestlers or, or point out mistakes or mm-hmm. one person looks smaller than another or this or that you know i i just don't believe in that yeah. and i believe that um, and I feel like I'm talking so long, but I believe that that's what um, other people have picked up in me, so they don't mind me doing commentary. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's a huge, I mean, absolutely huge honor. And I absolutely love that approach because, again, you know, there is a lot of power in commentary. And, you know, I've been just going back studying some things. And it's amazing, even as kids, the things we didn't notice that we go back and watch. And we're oh, man. like, wow, oh, man. I can't believe they said yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's really, really wild. So I wanna ask this because um Madison Square Garden obviously was a huge moment for you and a huge moment for Ring of Honor. Um, do you think and and perhaps we're far enough away from it now, do you think that Ring of Honor was able to maximize that moment in Madison Square Garden, or do you think there are perhaps other things that could have been done to maximize that moment? What are your thoughts looking back on that G1 Supercard? I think I think hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes. You know, um, looking back, there's always things that could have been done a little different okay. or could have been, you know, uh, put a little differently and, and all that. I believe we maximized the moment okay. uh, for what we thought right before it. You know what gotcha. I'm saying, gotcha. and and um and then executed it the way it was supposed to be executed. Okay. But uh, if 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 anybody goes back to anything, they'll look back and be like, ah, oh, maybe we should have zigged when we zagged, or maybe we should have put this match here, or maybe maybe we shouldn't have did this angle here, or maybe you know what right. I mean, right? And and that's something that you're not going to be able to tell until something's done. Sure, you know. Um, but but in all in all, man, you know the crowd was the crowd left happy, mm-hmm. people left happy, and they still come back, you know. And they saw the greatest stars there. They saw great wrestling, yeah. you know, and they were thoroughly entertained. Yeah, you know, and um, and and people would think, oh man, you know, the so and sos aren't there, they're sitting there, and all, and just prove that, you know, it's it's not it's not always certain people that have to be there to make the attendance the way it is, you know, right. and, and that was a, a victory in itself. Yeah. Um, and also I, I'm very happy with it, but like you could look back on anything. I mean, I, I preach, man. And every time I go back to sure. my son, I'm like, man, I, I left this point out. Oh man, oh, I should have yeah. said that. Oh, oh I yeah. should have saved this. Oh, I should have closed it this way. Oh, Absolutely. I should, you know what I'm saying? But in all in all, whatever happened then it was supposed to happen, yeah. you know, and if something that's changed, you change it the next time around. Wow. Wow. That's a great perspective, an absolutely great perspective. So as as we know right now, it's it's crazy. The landscape of wrestling is so different. So many different companies that are out there, so many elements of the product uh, that are out there to offer. In your opinion, now that we're in 2020, what do you think Ring of Honor has to do to continue to be the ring of honor that everybody knows now that there are more alternatives for wrestling fans. I, I just think be consistent, man. Okay. Um, we're trying different things and we have, you know, different things, uh, in store for 2020. We just released, uh, on Twitter today, I believe, um, I don't want to get the dates on. It's on my phone. And I'm on my phone. But the next time that we're in Baltimore, I want to say in February, we're doing like a free show, oh, you know, wow. uh, yeah, ex- exactly. And even when I saw it and I had to, you know, retweet it or whatever, I was like, "Wow, a free show, really?" That's you know, massive. it's just little stuff like little stuff like that that um, that we're doing. Not saying we're giving away our product, but even mm-hmm. even the last when we did final battle, one of the things we did uh, they're doing work outside my house, and I don't know if you can. Oh no, hear you're that. good. You're good. Okay, <laughs> but um, but one of the things we did right before final battle, we gave away the first hour for free. You right. know, and 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 in, in some fans' minds, they was like, oh, you know, they it's the pre-show. Why is it It's like, no, it's not a pre-show. It was final battle. 
and we had very good matches to start start the pay-per-view off with. We had, like, right. Jeff Cobb versus Dan Moff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We had a number one contendership for tag team titles. Yeah. You know, we had, like, great matches like that, just giving the fans, letting the fans see for free that we still have some phenomenal athletes right. uh, part of this company. And, and I believe, you know, anybody, and most people that really don't watch the product mm -hmm. would say, oh, man, you know, the only thing that was making them was this, this, and that, and third. Mm -hmm. You know, and now that was gone, so that company's going to go down. And, and they just ride that they ride that saddle, and and that's the way they feel. But those people that are saying that really weren't part, really weren't followers anyway. They just kind of sure. jump on the bandwagon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of something they're hearing and, and jumping on that. And we're showing that man, we have some strong athletes. We have strong characters. We have strong wrestlers. We have mm -hmm. strong foundation. And I believe uh, in 2020 or even going forward, um, here here's one thing uh, that, that I want to say is that. I believe time uh, is a very, very important part of anything. Yes. And, and hear me out on this. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why WWE has been number one for so long is because they've been at it for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some fans that no matter what they what WWE does, they're not going to leave WWE because mm -hmm. WWE has always been there. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the time, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, so the time that they've put in, even though you can watch a match or you can watch a pay-per-view and it was the worst pay-per-view you ever seen in your life, you're going to turn right on the Monday Night Raw and you're going to watch. <laughs> you're going to turn right on the SmackDown. And you, you know what I'm saying? Because they've been there so long to where they're not going anywhere and neither are you. If you're a wrestling fan, that's the first thing you're going to watch. You know, and it was the same thing with WCW, the same thing kind of with TNA, and it's, it's the same thing with Ring of Honor. We've been around almost 20 years, right. you know, and we have a fan base that's really not going anywhere. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And there might be some that come and go because they follow certain people and they follow those people to certain things and all. But then after a while, you know, uh, uh, once time settles, Ring of Honor has been consistent for a long time. Right. We've had ups and we had the Daniel Bryans, we had the Samoa Joes, we had the AJ Styles, we had the Kevin Owens, we had all these, we had the, the, the Undisputed Air, we had all these people come in and they like, oh man, if these people leave, you know, they're not going to make it. Or if these people leave, they're not going to make it. And they, they don't realize that it's not the people that make the program, it's the program that makes the people. You know, it's the program that sits there and says, hey, you have this opportunity to show the world what you're about. Right. Here you go. And right. they take the program, we put you in the right places, and we put you on the right times, and we give you the right amount of visibility to show the world what you have. And that's how a star is created. And if you keep that formula and you do it right, that consistency is what keep, keeps people there. Not the new person that shows up, oh, I'm watching now because so-and-so, so-and-so is there. There's some people that say that, but it's the consistency that they see that is what keeps them there. And so that's what... Even though there are other companies out, that's what they're going to have to, you know, do. If they're if they're going to do great, they're going to have to be consistent. You know, you can have a big bang to start with. Sure. You're going to have to continue that bang every now and then. You have to keep that bang going, mm -hmm. you know, to keep the people coming. Or, or after a while, they'll die off, just like other companies did. And mm -hmm. I don't wish that to happen. Sure, I'm just saying consistency is what's going to keep them there. Well, and, and it's funny that you mentioned the, the element of consistency, because I know for a lot of us, if we go back to obviously 2019, again, a big year, but I think back to that first week in October when it was kind of like the biggest week where you had the premiere of AEW on national television. You had uh, NXT now on USA. You had SmackDown going to Fox. NWA launched their deal. Like It was like a lot of things going on. Uh, Impact, you know, connected with Access TV 
And uh, the big question for a lot of these spots, to your point, was that they had a big, big start. But the question is, okay, now we're three months removed from it. You know, what do you do to keep that moving? Let me ask you this, because as I mentioned, with all of those particular companies having some sort of big bang um, in October with a TV deal of some sort, do you think that Ring of Honor needs a large TV deal, much like we've seen? with perhaps AEW or Impact or WWE um, to continue to make a big splash? Or do you think it's enough to continue in syndication and in the spaces like Fight TV? Do do, do they need a a major TV deal or anything like that? Or is that even something in the works? I I believe uh, a, a, a major TV deal would be great. Okay. Um, for 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 our uh, audience and great for our visibility, mm-hmm. great for our product, and um, there are some things in the work. I can't speak okay. about it too much. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, right. But there are some great things uh, in store. I think one thing I can say uh, that I won't get in trouble for is that um, Sinclair Broadcast Network uh, also. Of course, it's coincide with uh, Fox Sport Network. They just bought Fox Sport, and really? so uh, yeah, so, so Red Sports or something, something like that. This mm-hmm. is like a a huge, you know, a, a huge uh, addition to Sinclair Broadcast. Okay, and um, so there's some there's some great things, you know, in in, in work uh, for Ring of Honor, and I believe live TV would be a tremendous asset uh, mm-hmm. to us. <laughs> Other people feel that way as well, but I mean, yeah. you, you have to have that that um, that cloud and that and that opportunity to be able to do that, right. you know. And and if you talk about like AEW, you know, you talk about NWA, AEW, and all those, but those people, you know, they're their own place, but they kind of sprouted out of Ring of Honor. Well, you know, yeah. if you think about they, mm-hmm. the, the NWA, they were with us for a long yes. time, and then um, and then it was like, you know, what, we're going to do our own thing. And, and yes. some people think that was their plan all along. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's same with AEW, uh, with, with Cody and all that. But right. it, either whether it was or whether it wasn't, you know, they knew that coming to Ring of Honor, they would learn what they needed to know mm-hmm. to to write everything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 to me, I believe that's showing that you know we have something that people want. Right. You know, and 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 what we did was give we gave people a chance. Yeah. You know, and what they did with it, they did with it. Wow. There's no hard feelings uh, or anything like that, but it just goes to show that, you know, we have something there. You have people that come from Ring of Honor and go straight to TV. Right. Um, WWE. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and grab all, everybody, uh, uh, Undisputed Era had all the belts in NXT. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They all they had the, 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 the NXT heavyweight title, the North American title, and mm-hmm. the tag team titles all at yeah. the same time. Yeah. That's Ring of Honor, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Seth yeah. Rollins, that's Ring of Honor, man. Right. Daniel Bryan, that's that's Ring of Honor. AJ mm-hmm. Styles, that's Ring of Honor. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's, if you, if you look if you look Samoa Joe, that's Ring of Honor. Absolutely. You know, and um, CM Punk, that's Ring of Honor. Oh, right. You see what I'm right. saying? Right. And so and so if you think about it, man, you know, it, they came through these things, and and Ring of Honor was like that catapult that uh that they were saw on and then they were given up other opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander is ring of honor. <laughs> right. Like seriously, you, you can do a role you, you call. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. You could, you could, and I'm leaving some people. I mean, you got war machine. That's ring right. of honor. Right. You, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of people there that they came from ring of honor and, yeah. and, um, 
and 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 they made it, and I'm happy for every one of them, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's just the way it is. Um, and so, yeah, I think if we did get something like that, it would be tremendous for us and all. But I believe things are in the work, and, and with me, uh, well, something I can say mm-hmm. is that, um, uh, man, I don't, man, I don't know if I can say. Other, I'm gonna say it. Go for it. it. Go for it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I uh, I just had my contract. Uh, renewal, um, con- uh, I guess conference call, okay, uh, or whatever, because my contract was up uh, okay. December thirty first, okay, and um, I just got my contract extended for two years with a raise, awesome. a signing bonus, and all, moving right into color commentary where hey, me man. and Enric Bonnie, the main voices of Ring of Honor now. So wow. now, um, yeah, now that's I'm great. one of the main voices of Ring of Honor. Oh, that's um, so good. Coco Banner was is doing his own thing now, and I wish him right. the best. Right. Um. But but uh. But they moved me right up into where he was. Wow. And uh, all I can do is, is is try my best to knock it out the park. Man. You know, for a long time I was kind of you know when when Coco Banner wasn't there, it was me and me and Ian, right. or when Colt was there, it was a three man team. Right. And we all have great chemistry and work well together. Yeah. Um. But uh, now with Colt with Colt. Uh, going to do other things, mm-hmm. you know, they moved me right into that spot, man. And I think that's only through by the grace of God, man, yeah. um, that I was allowed to do that. And yeah. I still stay in shape for wrestling, but oh, yeah. my, con- but, but, uh, and, and not to say you won't see me in the ring. Cause I did some, uh, they have a future of honor. Future of honor is kind of like our, kind of our NXT type right. thing, right. um, or whatever. And I did a show with future of honor last month. Nice. Um, and just to show the people that, you know, I still got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I, and I still stay in shape for, uh, yeah. and all, and, and, and I, and I applaud it. But, and what they told me, they said, Caprice, you know, you, you're a good wrestler, but you're a great commentator. Wow. You know, and they said, we got, we got 30 something people on the contract. We're wrestling. And they said, mm-hmm. but, but we need you where we need you at is where we have you at right now. Wow. And, um, and I was like, they said, but stay in shape, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and that's what I and that's what I do. You know, I stay wow. in shape, and and I enjoy where I'm at. Yes. Um, you know, and then, and then uh, some of them they call me the Swiss Army knife of okay. Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's like if they need something, they just put me in that place and all, yeah. and that's where I got the the most versatile man in this sport today or whatever. That's why I picked that up at because it's like I love. I've been a part of this sport for twenty something years, man. Twenty two years, right? You know, and and so I've learned a lot of things in this sport. I I came from being a referee Mm -hmm. to a wrestler, from a wrestler to a manager, from manager to a talk show host to commentator. You you know what I'm saying? To a wrestler, to you know, so uh, to to producer, you know, to uh, talent management, to talent development. You know, all of it. So to be, uh, to be, have my hands in all of that type of stuff, man, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I count it all as an honor and enjoy that I'm allowed to still be a part of this sport in a very uh, impactful way. Yeah. Um, and then to be hired, you know, as full time commentary uh, and all that's that's longevity, man. Absolutely. You know, so, so um, I've been faithful to Ring of Honor for eight years and, and they've shown to be faithful to me. Wow. And so, um, I really can't complain. That's exciting, man! Congratulations. That is like really, yep. really good. And I don't you, think you, you all are the first people I've told. That's awesome! <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. that is awesome. I'm, I'm excited, and we're excited for you. I mean, certainly, that's a big deal. 
It's a really, yeah. really big deal. And, you know, we don't overlook yeah. that because, you know, being as as wrestling fans, we know for sure the wrestlers may change, but those voices are often who we yeah. identify with. And so for your opportunity to now be the permanent voice uh, is really exciting. So congratulations, man. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. All right, guys, what a fantastic conversation with Caprice Coleman. And it's not over, but we're going to bring you part two of this conversation next week so i don't want you guys to miss it stay connected and i promise you we're bringing you part two of this conversation with caprice coleman i've got some great things that i'm going to be asking him relative to his thoughts on the year of the african-american wrestler for 2019 and a whole lot more so stay connected next week we're bringing you part two of our conversation with caprice Coleman. Until then, we'd absolutely love your thoughts on this interview and all of the other great content that we're bringing you. You can find us, of course, at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, you can find me at Bonnerfide on all aforementioned social media platforms. So remember, next week, we've got some more amazing content coming your way, including part two of our interview with Ring of Honor's Caprice Coleman. Until then, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for Courtney and Clack, and we are The Faction. I need my people.